0: And I must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 running,
1: And welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast episode 246 They say, isn't that some show about teenagers or something? California, I don't know But we're going to be talking about some books today I am going to be joined by Clay I mean, Clay will go through the Avengers number 39 Amazing Spider-Man number 54 And then my man Brandon will join me for the King and Black Tie and Venom number 31 and then we'll see if we get some bonus coverage from me at the end we shall see by the time we get there though you'll probably see it in the title or whatnot show notes things timestamps they call them i'm recording now at this point at 1 a.m and i'm getting tired so who knows what's going to go on but before we go into the books let me tell you where you can find us we're on twitter at ws marvel comics Follow us, we will follow you back 100% follow-back policy You go to our website com, And if you have a website, tell me I'll go to your website Follow-back policy all around And we end up having a Patreon thing. What is it called? An account, a Patreon page Where you can go and support us For all the things we do Including the stuff on this regular feed Where, if you look, if you're not aware I ended up doing The finale to the Ten of Swords right before I'm going to finish up recording this. So if you missed that, it's on the feed right below this episode. But if you like what we do here and you want to support us and get a lot more podcasts, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. You follow us and you have a Patreon account. You tell me and I'll follow you back there too. 100 back. 100. 100 back. 100% Follow back policy It's so late Here I am I am hungry I want to eat a bowl of cereal But right now I'm on my whole 30 diet And it's killing me And I hate it But it's for my own good So I will stick with that I ended up having salmon And a baked potato with ghee Tonight for dinner And I'll tell you I do enjoy myself some salmon It does not enjoy me though i end up having bad gas from salmon all the time it takes me a little to get used to it and it's one of my go-tos when i'm on the whole 30 diet and i have been away from that for a little bit so going back on it that salmon is kicking in strong right now this might be too much information for some but for some it's not enough i know i know you're out there i know you're out there of uh, people but one of the things that we do on our Patreon each and every week, we get together and we do our Patreon-only spotlight episode, a podcast where two books are picked from that week's books by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Beep Boop. There's no such thing as TMI for the badasses. They like all of the nitty-gritty info, as they call it, but they ended up picking the King and Black Namor number one. Probably thinking, well, that's a pretty big one. King and Black, I'll tell you right now, it's not. And I was furious about it and what it is and really what it isn't, which I'm having a big problem with the King and Black tie-in so far. And we also did Strange Academy, number six. So if you want to hear me lose my mind along with Brandon doing a King and Black name or number one, you can go over to the Patreon if you want to hear us talk about Strange Academy and our continuing frustration of not getting enough of the kids. But still liking the the kids And liking the book enough But wanting more, go over to the Patreon Patreon.com You'll get that A bunch of other shows One thing that I keep pushing me And Double A-Ron We're going to end up doing a The events podcast that I do I do the event podcast each month Where I go through a Marvel event Me and him are going to start the Phoenix Saga Then leading into the Dark Phoenix story As well That is a big Deal, obviously especially with the idea that we're seeing the phoenix force coming back and that's what the avengers is all about right now that's called a segue people we're going to go off right now to me and clay and we're going to be talking about avengers number 39 and amazing spider-man number 54 Here we are for the start of the podcast, and I'm joined once again by Clay. How are you doing, Clay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty All good. All right. I, I don't think this is going to be one of our longer sections of books. That's what I say. And every time I say that, I, it does jinx uh, me and them would jinx you. But we're going to be talking Avengers, Avengers and Amazing Spider-Man. And the thing is, I ended up, and I'll be full out transparent, I didn't start reading these until at 15 minutes before we're going to record. It is actually, today's my son's 21st birthday, and we were doing a bunch of things. Good I'm leaf. like, holy crap. I actually I actually ended up not realizing, thinking it was quarter to 12 when it was quarter to one. I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get a hold of Clay and tell him. Now, in the meantime, we have technical glitches that cause problems Anyway, but I, I finished both of these in 15 minutes, and that is a, a feat for me. Uh, but these both these issues are pretty quick reads. They're they're pretty quick reads that don't give you a ton of stuff. Um, but we're going to start with Avengers, and this is Avengers number thirty nine. That's uh, written by Jason Aaron with art by Dale Keown, additional inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Jason Keith, and VCs Corey Petit on letters, and there came a day, a day unlike any other one, Earth's Mightiest Heroes found themselves united against a common threat. When was that day, Clyde? Can you tell me? Um, When the uh, Avengers were united again. I I don't remember that. On that day, the Avengers were born to fight the foes. No single superhero could withstand. Now, here's what the deal is for this because this is the enter the phoenix prologue the fiery cosmic force knows the phoenix has inhabited countless mortal hosts over the millennia the phoenix forces history on earth dates back to the very dawn of human and mutant life that's a big caveat here something that threw me off a little over one million years ago so you expect the bc avengers at least so if we're if we're not going to get the avengers hey the bc we, we don't get that either we end up getting The Phoenix Force here and basically see that in the BC times, there were mutants. Mutants were shunned by man. They were discarded. And you end up seeing this girl who was raised by wolves eventually being taken in. And then the
2: Phoenix force goes done and done. What did you get this? I mean, I mean, seriously though. Uh, But I, I, I was just thinking this as you were talking about the blurb it, Jason Aaron does try to attempt this like very clever, like, Hey, we started as cavemen. Of course we would have to evolve. And of course evolution of man is mutants. So I can understand where he's trying to get, but it came out of nowhere. So- and with that,
1: out of nowhere, it it also gives you, and I, I also don't mind the idea, though, I mean, we know this by looking out our window or reading news or Twitter every day, that people always will hate what they don't know. They'll mm-hmm. hate something different, including a girl with red hair. And these are things that, you know, if you know any bit of history, this is true, not even just BC times. But, yeah, the idea that these, you know, cavemen are going and any baby that is different from red hair to having one eye, they get thrown into a cave and then these caves are gathered up, you know, or these mutants are gathered by what seems to be the BC Professor X and he protects them and things like that. Um, The thing, though, that you brought out is a question that I have as well, because you're waiting for that twist and you're waiting for the idea because Mephisto has been such a background. And and it really has been pushed in the last issue of being there from that even primordial ooze of the Celestials that Mm -hmm. ended up making man. You're waiting for the twist at the end to find out that this whole deal was Mephisto was even the one who ended up being able to start the mutantum and things like that. But. You don't. You don't necessarily get that, right?
2: No, not at all. You know, we we saw him in the very beginning because I think the very first one of these BC was the uh, the Ghost Rider. Uh, I think that was one of the first ones, and we saw how he was manipulated by Mephisto, and you know, it became a trope throughout all of the BC Avengers. And here, you don't see anything. Instead, you see what would be, like you said the bc x-men and nothing happens from that we just see that they're shunned they become their own family and then because of the hatred of man they go all out and they basically kill each other
1: and so with this yeah it's you know you do see the first time the phoenix force comes to earth you know you first see this girl Who is raised by wolves? She's set aside raised by wolves. And even at that point, you see this Xavier even say in the mine where she can't even understand really words because she was raised by wolves, but saying, I should have went and stopped them then. I thought they, but I'm glad that you're there and and you didn't die. I'm glad the wolves, but hey, come with me. And they end up where this is more, again, a BC X-Men now. And that's cool enough. But you have to keep remembering what this is like me going to see the the Foo Fighters and I end up there and and I get to an Eminem concert. Like it might be something I'd enjoy still, but but I was going to see the Foo Fighters. I'm here to see, you know, the Avengers. I'm here for an Avengers deal. And whether or not the story is cool is just like if you like that moon Knight or not, where people were all excited about. But I'm here for the Avengers. And I keep I don't know why I keep saying this. Because it hasn't been about the Avengers, really. They're always the side deal that ends up getting involved. But so I'm not saying this isn't neat. And I think the art's really, really good. But again, Jason Aaron seems like he wants to write other books than the one he's actually writing. And so by the
2: end... I just noticed how convoluted the story is because in the very beginning like it it shows that this place is called the burnt spot or the burnt place when she's a baby. And then when she's old enough, she goes and lays down at the burnt place. And then she questions, Oh, why is it called the burnt place when this is supposed to be the very first time the Phoenix force is on earth. So it implies that the Phoenix force was there before.
1: Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I it just, and and with that though, also just as an aside, Would you have been able to go into the story where the Phoenix Force comes back to Earth and, you know, gets a new deal? Would you do you need this? I mean, do you think anything in this is necessarily going to be like, oh, my God, there's the twist. There's the info I needed. It just seems like it's a issue that needed to be put there while they're working. I mean, I don't really get the overall deal except having a BC Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Other no, than it, that. Like,
2: it it says uh, on the cover enter, enter the Phoenix prologue and it doesn't give you any information unless, unless we're proven wrong and this mutant BC Xavier ends up being like a huge part of the story. Okay. I can understand why they wrote this story in particular but otherwise there's nothing here we see odin
1: yeah yeah and that's you know, at the trying, very end
2: trying to wield mjolnir but after like but other than that there's there's nothing other than hey look phoenix cool okay Bye. That's
1: that seems like all it is. It seems like okay, we're going to give you and it's almost like the story nobody asked to to have, but you're getting <laughs> it when you're reading it like again, it's a very quick read. Uh, And I said the art's really good And it is a neat idea to see these BC X-Men See that man always hated what they did Like, you know, all these things going on Even if you were going to go into looking at these It doesn't fully spell it out But looking at these like, okay, these cavemen They're not so smart So when they see a, a Cyclops baby That's how myth, you know, comes to be Like the idea that these cavemen go off and like Oh my God, I saw this And that ends up you know, making stories and things and myth and all. But with that, why? I mean, we're just going through this really to see a really long play of a little girl she ends up being cast out. She's in the burnt place. She's cast out with the red hair. Wolves end up getting her. She ends up there fighting off a bunch of people to find a Cyclops baby that then is taken by the B.C. Professor X goes off into a cave, sees there's other mutants, gets attacked by men, ends up having this Xavier get killed because they all the mutants want to go nuts. They want to attack the But this. Xavier, you know, the the B.C. caveman, Xavier. No, 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 we can't do this at, at, in a very Professor X way. He's And then just to have him get killed so they all go ham and she gets the Phoenix Force. And I'm just at the end, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I kind of didn't need that, I guess. But like you said, maybe it'll and it, it keeps seeing like in this book where I say that Jason Aaron is always off on tangents and things, it has had some books come out of it that are, you know, Agents of Wakanda. That was one of them that came out from this deal. I think it's too late for the BC Avengers to have a book. It seems to me like that ship has sailed. Maybe not. Maybe people would like that. But it it always feels like this backdoor pilot for that. But we're not getting that. Yeah.
2: You know, I I said before we started recording, I feel like a broken record on how the BC Avengers should have been Either the beginning of Jason Aaron's Avengers run or a miniseries that was going along with the beginning of Jason Aaron's.
1: I mean, these run. as a miniseries would be pretty cool because you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting into. And we had while we were going, we had those individual issues just pop out out of nowhere that were, OK, here's the B.C. Avengers. Like you said, Ghost Rider. Here's the B.C. Avengers, uh, you know, Odin. all these things would come in. And okay, let's see what's going on But it's just, it's dragged on too much Like everything else And I said to you, when you end up Recently, Tom Brevoort came out and said Hey, you know, when the Phoenix dies You end up having a rebirth after." And I think that he might be pointing out to a big event And, and yes, I, I'm not fully saying that we're going to say Jason Aaron doesn't know what he's doing And that this is probably setting things up I understand, even later on in the game Not just this Phoenix But, but In the here and now, month after month, it just gets tiring to not get what you might want from the book. And what I want is the Avengers. I I think that isn't a crazy thing to ask. The Avengers in an Avengers book. Yes, he seems to have sights on something way bigger than that. But right now I'm being left behind in a way that I'm not getting a book that I want to get. Yeah. Um, and, and I and don't think
2: I'm the only one that is that's the thing in this giant clip show of like well, what he's wanting to write like you keep saying he he wants to tell all these other stories I'm looking at this next cover issue forty and I see Wolverine this is again something that he has done in those like what the the one million like a, a million years after yeah, or whatever that's million, yeah where Wolverine had the Phoenix he's teasing it again here on this cover and Okay, that was a fun story and that was like a cool idea. But if you're not gonna tell that story, why keep teasing it? You know? Yeah.
1: And why, yeah, why just keep coming in every three months with an issue or a cliffhanger and then go off? because he and he is playing the long game but it, i think it's starting to even get a lot of other people but me pissed off me and you are, are you know just sitting here like i don't know i shrug every time uh but i do see more and more people and less people reviewing it as well so i i don't know how the sales are it's tough to see the sales nowadays because of the shutdown and when they came back and things like that but i i can't see that this is you know going up and up and up now you'll end up with okay that it almost feels like this really this is an issue to be collectible to get the sales up like oh my god that's the first time the phoenix force on but that's not what i want from me just reading but overall i do like the art i just think it's a misplaced story again this could be you said a bc avengers miniseries might be the greatest thing ever it might have been so kick-ass to get them all in a row so then you, you get them all in a row and you don't have to think back because even the one you had a bit in the legends book like before even the Avengers, you had that oh big yeah into fresh start was the bit that uh, number one with With the star brand and stuff. Yeah. So you end up with it. It's been such a long time and (laughs) everything gets left behind. What's Dracula doing? Brandon still thinks that Blade is going to be the king of the vampires in Chernobyl. He's wrong. But even that has been a year now. So, but here's here's, here's the.
2: Well, I was was just going to say the problem is, like, those had really good ideas and they were interesting. And then he would just unfortunately just drop off the. And that's
1: why I didn't mind the Agents of Wakanda miniseries or book and then got canceled. I, I didn't mind the concept because I thought that the thing was cool. I thought that the team was really cool. I didn't like Jim Zub's book at all. Some people did, though. But it did show that he's like an idea man. He's just throwing stuff out there. I almost cursed. He's throwing stuff out there. And it is very interesting. You know, when the Red Guard came in, oh man, all right, Dracula, all right, you know, Squadron Supreme with old Mephisto doing the whole Colson deal behind the scene. All right, but what? What happened? So <laughs> other than you know, with that, I'm I'm still gonna give this a six yeah. out of ten. I, I was yeah, I was
2: right there. Um it, it's I will say it's majority art, uh just because it's unfortunate that the story didn't give you anything other than, hey, the Phoenix Force was yeah. on Earth at one hey, point.
1: Phoenix Force, that, that's pretty much how you end and then her going to Odin. But, you know, even that, it's one of those things like I could give this book a 7.5 as a story, but as an Avengers book, I'm a 6. It's a weird deal, mm-hmm. but I just... And I saw people when the Moon Knight. And I keep bringing that up because it was the last story. You end up having Moon Knight show up, and people were all like, "Oh my God, this is the best that first issue." Oh man, I love Moon Knight. And then even by the end, it, it ended up going on too long, giving them nothing. Like, yeah, I'm sick of this Moon Knight. And like, oh man, I don't know what's going on, but I'm with the six. But we're gonna go to the next book, and the next book is not bad. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I, I don't think that the Amazing Spider-Man number fifty four is bad. I just want it a little more, uh, and that's, you know, me. But it is written by Nick Spencer, art by Mark Bagley, inks by John Dell, colors by Edgar Delgado, and letters by V.C.'s Joe Caramagna. Peter, oh, wait a wait, I'm not going back to Peter Parker, who was bitten by a radioactive spider. Kindred is finally struck in his efforts to torment Spider-Man. Mysterious villain turned Peter's spider friends into his demonic pets and threatened to make them tear each other apart. Peter pleaded for their lives in exchange for his own. Kindred took the deal, and after freeing the other spider heroes from his control, he killed Spider-Man. In death, Peter found himself trapped inside his own memories until Kindred violently dragged him back to the world of living. It was then that the villain removed this mask, and Peter discovered that Kindred was really his old friend, Harry Osborne. We get what we wanted. We get the full-out you know, hey, I'm Harry, look what's going on, we're completely wrong, Clay, it is Harry, <laughs> but the the <laughs> idea where, I don't know, you end up where I'm, I wanted some more emotions than just over-the-top violence, I, I wanted some things with this that made me kind of have some feels before we get into the thing, but pretty much this is all, You know, Harry yelling at Peter Peter yelling back at Harry Basically, you're always doing this People, even like a little like wink wink Like, people always know it's you When stuff goes wrong I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I kind of giggled at that Because people had so many other guesses Yeah Um but overall, I like the art. I, I know we had the deal where Mark Bagley last issue. We said we were off because P- uh, Patrick Gleason had been on the issue before. I like everything except Mary Jane on, on the cliffhanger page. That was
2: <laughs> that was like the one thing I was going to yeah. bring up because I didn't notice until I I opened up for the second time here, just yeah. like talking about it. Yeah. I did yeah. not notice how I weird didn't her like that. face... She looks
1: so weird. Her face is so <laughs> off. And I, I ended at one point, I was going to send you, I was going to do a little screenshot and say, boy, I really like the art, except who's this? Because she <laughs> looks wonky. I her face like, why the long face, Mary Jane? But <laughs> you, you have this going on, and you, know, you, you go from Harry and he is acting very insane, obviously, with Kindred being this evil deal, but you know he'll say i don't want to hurt anybody then he'll get mad but his whole idea is not anything that's real mind blowing it's that peter you're the one who hurts everybody you're the one who kills everybody you're the one who's always the result you're the one who's always you know the disease and now i'm the cure you know you get that whole uh deal but it is just kind of them going back and forth at one point i got a little confused with the art i will tell you when you end up having harry Pretty much pick up a rock and then smash Peter's head. And then, but then I kind of got the idea. He's just pretty much destroying him and then bringing him back, like, you know, the whole deal. But the whole idea is you don't know what it is to suffer. You don't know what hell is, all this stuff. Well, Peter pretty much says, you know, hey, you got daddy issues, you know, stop it. Um, but, You know, what else? You you go on with it because I I want you to give me your opinion.
2: One thing that I had that was a little bit of a negative – you're right. The art was a lot better now knowing that Bagley was going to be on it. It wasn't like a huge difference, you know, from last issue, of course. The one thing I would say is a negative for me is how quickly the emotions changed from, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's you, like – And then immediate rage. Now, I can understand that that is a, I guess, uh, correct response, or I don't know if correct is the the right word for it, but it it just felt appropriate. Yes. I, I, I feel like the emotions just came off really because of how fast the read was. It almost felt like. Every emotion was just in super speed. It was like sad yes, and mad then it, it angry. Made it seemed like,
1: like they were both insane.
2: Yeah. You know, just yeah. too quick. I
1: agree. I agree 100%. Now, would you have been better if you ended up having, you know, this book has been centered Harry, Kindred, Peter, you know, they're mm-hmm. there. You do see them look off to the order of the web, but do you think it would have been better sir, where you end up having that first big deal where Peter says, no, I don't believe it. I won't believe it. And then we cut to maybe another scene with the order of the web like that. And then you go back, at least you could sit there with that a little. And it still would have the same appropriate response, but you'd be able to sit there. To me, it was more my deal of feeling like I'm on a roller coaster ride. Oh, my God. You know, these emotions are going so quick. And I really did want more maybe of a Peter who wants to try to help Harry um And maybe wants to try to understand him more But pretty much it's one page You know, one and a half pages Where then he's just furious And then Harry just starts attacking And yeah, I, I think you're completely right I think that And then Peter And, and then it's an all-out battle And I want it a little more For all the setup of waiting all this time to reveal It's Harry We're not getting the emotions now We may get them with, you know, Norman And Mary Jane coming to but that seems like we don't even have a lot of time for that now. I would have thought we would have dealt a little more. Yeah, with I, f-
2: I feel like we are probably gonna see more of Mary Jane in like we were seeing before in the LR books. So that's probably what's gonna happen in, in the next issue, uh, with it being an LR. But you know, I was just looking. This thing is nearly twenty two pages. Reading it felt like ten. Yeah, like it, it was, was quick. so quick. Um. I at first when you you were talking about the the rock you know yeah. smashing I his thought head, it was his heart. Did you not I think he ripped thought out his it heart? was his heart? I I thought, I thought the exact Doom. same
1: thing. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap! He ripped out his heart. But then again, what are the stakes of that? Because he could bring him back. But I, well, I actually, it, but that's at this the point-
2: whole point. That was the whole point of the these next three pages. He kept killing him over and over and over and over and again, and then bring him back. Yeah, and he was explaining that you know it's not the death that is the. Uh, the hardest part it's the fact that you know and and you see it in what peter is seeing he's seeing his friends the people that have died around him and it does help you on an emotional scale like okay i get what peter is thinking throughout all of this but it's just way too quick it's too quick and, and I, I i feel I like there should have been a little bit more conversation about like how they are feeling and and I want to know more about why Harry is doing this, because right now we're not getting any of that. We're just seeing angry Harry, and and he just wants to kill Peter over and over again to try to send a message.
1: Yeah, to try to tell him that he's the one who's always causing the problems, right? Yeah. And that's not enough. We see that in a lot of stories. Every story has that. Batman, oh, you do the things wrong. You know, you don't kill the Joker. He comes out. Like, this is just, but it's, it's now at this point where we're almost done this, and it's still a very generic deal of, I'm angry at you for being you, and I'm going to do something about it with Peter saying, eh, you got daddy issues. And I'm telling you, when, when I thought it was the heart, I ended up at the page, like, after I see that, I'm looking at Peter's chest to make sure there's not a, a gaping hole. And then I'm like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, it was a rock. He <laughs> felt like a dummy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so then you get that deal. And even with that, as you're going, y- you said it's too quick where, okay, I'm going to kill you here. And now you're going to remember that. I'm going to kill you here. Bring you back. And it just it just goes by too quick. To have any real emotions as if you know we're near the end and you got to get out and let's get moving because then it just leads to the whole idea to twist back of yeah you you should have stopped the sin eater you didn't this is your problem all these things and that's the order the web are going to get you know in trouble and we even see the more lone deal of getting the sin eater get his deal on this through like a painting. Mm-hmm. More than we did in the actual issue, because remember, we said we weren't really convinced that he did it fully. We didn't know. But, yeah, you know, they go like walk down the, uh you know, the gallery of paintings here and then look at the visions of what you have done. Didn't hit as much as I thought it would in the now. Yeah. You know, like this whole thing of kindred. So, men, look what you did to the order of the Web. They got turned into my demonic puppets. I'm like. It's too, I, I want bigger things than that I mean I want the, you know the big big things And he does start talking about You know one more day he starts talking About you've even made deals with the debt but we're not getting the full out. like the I, reveal think, it, I of it.
2: think it would have been better if he, because everything that we're seeing in the, in the pictures or the mirrors or whatever you want to call them is stuff that we've read within the last two months. If he would have put stuff that was a little bit more connective tissue for this grandiose story that he's trying to tell, I think that would have helped a little bit more saying, Oh man, you know, I can, I can clearly see the dots connecting to why it took this long. That's why I wanted
3: that. And yeah.
1: with that, with the idea, like you said, it's stuff recent. I'm not so convinced. And I even thought this as I'm reading. Is this important? Or is this recap in case the people didn't read the LR issues plus the stuff of the scene Or People just, oh, my God, Kindred, go. Because it felt more like recap to get you up to speed to what recently happened so that they can go into these finales to, to finish it. Then it mm-hmm. actually felt like because. Kindred was here at the very beginning The stuff, a lot of the stuff we're showing just happened So this can't be all the triggers All the things that, you know, it's just piece. Look what you did, Peter And we're like, okay, we we've seen this We've been reading it And so it just ended up feeling more like recap Than actual vital information of Kindred What I wanted from that But we do see, you know, the deal where I do like the one painting vision deal Where you have the uh, sin eater he's standing behind one of the, the tombstones and some reason it almost appears the order of the web are walking in single file like they're getting <laughs> on a bus <laughs> or something i'm like why are they walking like that that don't seem natural yeah but the whole deal and it's it said they're walking right now no trap peter says you told me that they would live if you killed me and he's like yeah you know there's consequences and unintended things again Leading me to believe this will be the big, the one more day, the consequences of what happened to Harry because of that and all that stuff swirling around that Peter just wanted to make things good, but was being very selfish about it. And that's his, but I want to get to that. I want to get to something. It's a clever
2: point to make, like, because, because, yeah, we, we know this of heroes, you know, the, the sacrifice of being a hero means that, you know, sometimes their loved ones get hurt. Sometimes, you know, their city is in danger the world is in danger. Yeah, we we know that, but the the point of saying, "Oh, well, even the smallest choice that you can make can make a big effect on somebody else." I I I I like that point.
3: But I, I will too. say
2: like just seeing the picture of the Eater with the order of the web, I want to go back to that story because it's such a compelling story.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were enjoying that and even like you have Again, I always bring up TC, but yeah, but like Flashpoint, where Barry, you know, so there are consequences, some being huge, some being, and I like this a little more like, okay, well, what did happen to him? Ha- like, there's something that isn't world shaking that ended up and but he it's might something.
2: Be, he might be talking about himself at that point. Like, yeah, that's yeah. something you did caused me to be kindred.
1: Yeah. Even with the idea of maybe, you know, I should have been dead and I wanted to be dead. Mm-hmm. And even when he's talking to Peter about dying and he's like, dying doesn't matter. It's what you have to deal with and all that. I mean, it could be as simple as I, I didn't want to come back. I, I was OK. And, and your whole nonsense brought me back. And, you know, Peter, would, but that's great. You, you know, well, we'll see. But that gets me. But then it's just pretty much where Peter, it's funny, too, because looking at the order of the web, he's like, oh, no. Don't get them. Once he sees Mary Jane, he flips out. Whoa, not Mary Jane. But yeah, she's also there trying to look. And she she looks off. She looks so off in that. But maybe it's the painting. it just she looks very odd. Her, her one leg is way skinnier than the other one. That looks weird. Her face is really long. Her eyes look like she hasn't slept in like 17 days. It's just crazy. But, <laughs> you know, it says, you know, hey, you know, and you keep having. Harry Kindred say you know someone always pays the price again not everyone's so lucky the wages of sin Pete uh, Someone always pays the price and he's like no Harry don't confess old friend and he says no and then he says confess And you know this whole deal he might it's funny too he might just Harry's just like oh I wanted it was an apology he Like you're always a jerk you never apologize but we'll see what goes on but we're coming near the end here we have two more issues We have an LR and and 55 of the regular. Uh, It seems like we haven't progressed that much as far as I want it to. But I I do think that that 55 will have a lot to Mm it. So that's cool. So this, to me, sets up things. It it gives you that, you know, hints of the whole one more day and how it affected. And we'll we'll end up seeing that. But, you know, overall, I'm at a 7.5 for this. I, I do like the art. And I said... It wasn't that we didn't like Mark Bagley's art last week. It just threw us off because we thought that Patrick Gleason was going to do the whole deal, and I'm a Patrick Gleason fan. Uh, I did like the art in this until Mary Jane. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm seven five. What would you give it?
2: Yeah, I would give it as uh, I, I. Kind of talking about it now with the the possible idea that Kindred is hinting at you know Peter and and all that stuff. I. I'm going to try to be a little bit more positive than you and be I I'm going to be a 7.6. Oh, just, like I just. said,
1: I'm a 7.7. <laughs> I, am. I don't want to get yelled at. Now, I, and it's one of those I think that this will and I do think that these issues will read very well together because they are so quick. And yeah. it'll be like the trade will be like fast-paced and, and you'll be all into it.
2: And I I I do have to give it to Nick Spencer. You know, we have been we've been reading this story for quite some time it has been prolonged and yes that can be a little bit irritating but he's writing a good enough story that you know could possibly be the end of his run that i'm i'm invested like i'm 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 ready to go and i and i, I want to read this ending and he's writing a compelling story that's got me excited to see how it's going to end so i'm glad i'm glad that we're able to find Like even even with the last two issues, how they were a little weird, you know, the art kind of made it confusing, whether it was Harry or Norman. Like we Uh, had the small (laughs) we've had the small (laughs) nitpicks, but overall, it's been a really good story. So I'm okay with giving it that seven, six.
1: Okay, And, and we get we end up getting the review copies. And I will tell you that since this has been going, especially once I started reading it, realized I liked it. It actually is one of the first ones I read, even Mm -hmm. even if it is me and you end up talking, you know, right after. But even with that, it is one of the first ones I had the opportunity last night to, you know, read some stuff. And I told you I didn't get to it, but this was the one I didn't even really care to. And I haven't read Namor yet. The King in Black tie in. Uh, I was more interested in this. So it says something. I have been enjoying it enough. And I really did like the Sin Eater stuff. Or we wouldn't have even been talking about the podcast. This is where I asked you to join me because of this book. And then we, you know, started doing some other stuff with it. But it was because Brandon won't read it. But I want to talk about it. And I have enjoyed it. So I am looking forward to the last issues. And we said I, I like the LR issues a lot. So I can't wait for that as well. But That is it for me and you for this week on the podcast. But before you go again, tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Yes, of course, you can find me on the Instagram and Twitter at fanboy clay. Oh if you are interested in seeing your know, random art shenanigans, I also made a TikTok. I'm one of the young oh, ones really? now. Yeah. Oh
1: my, uh, you did the talk text. Yes. Yes, yes, I did.
2: <laughs> uh, but also I have a plethora of podcasts. You can find me at fanboy comics podcast. You can find me at the comic book legion podcast. Um, you can find me at the Batman news weekly podcast the uh patreon on some of these here at the weird science podcast and of course the ranger alliance and i do want to say uh go give uh your love to mark he he actually got the rona he, uh, he? he he got sick I was
1: going to ask him you said that he had been feeling bad and I yeah. didn't know why I haven't listened to the podcast with you on uh, by yourself
2: yet yeah, and I he, was like he, I
1: hope he didn't get the the rona yeah he, he
2: he got the rona but he said he's going to be uh feeling up to recording this week so okay. we we should I'm be going recording right
1: to twitter now no I, yeah. like I really was hoping it wasn't that so that sucks yeah so everybody give him some love because i love mark he's he's too nice a guy but you know that's just that Uh, but yeah hopefully he gets better quickly but if he says he's ready to record again hopefully that is a good sign that stinks now you 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 ended up making me sad today
0: because (laughs) i do love mark he's
1: such a nice guy (laughs) there are times with me and mark when, when i first met him online obviously we would argue about stuff, and I, I'm like, I get so angry that I couldn't get mad at him. Because I can't, I, like, when I argue, I mean, it, it's it's down to the nitty-gritty. I get so mad, and I just couldn't get mad at him, and it would infuriate me so much. But, yeah, I hope he gets better. I hope he really does. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining me, Clay. And we're going to go off to me and Brandon talking a couple books right about now.
0: clock off there in Buffalo Brandon's been drinking all day and I gotta get him for the show Oh no Well I can't get a hold of him Well oh, that ain't right He must be passed out drunk So that means no Brandon tonight Brandon's lame Have you heard brandon's lame. his family's ashamed little girl wants to change her
1: name Ah, oh, yes here i am with brandon and me and brandon have one book this week on the regular podcast uh because we'll be doing yes. our our spotlight uh the patreon spotlight we have both books which again are going to be the King and Black, Namor number one, and Strange Academy. Now we're going to be talking Venom here, and this is part of the King and Black event. Now I, I just I said to you when we were getting ready for this, I ended up messaging you that I, I don't understand what's going on, even with this full event where they don't have on the cover, you know, Venom number thirty one, chapter four of the. Uh, there's nothing to tell you where to read, what first, what not. And and reading these, it it doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, not really. It doesn't seem to.
1: When King and Black itself comes out, you're going to read that first. But right now, and, and also just the whole deal, if you are reading some DC stuff, if you're not or whatever. But at one point, me and Donny Cates got a little spat because i made the joke that the uh the name or or uh, not name or uh the uh, no when he was yeah. coming and it it king and black just looked a lot like metal like over at dc and he ended up getting mad and he's like if you were paying attention i was just joking actually and it was more of shade thrown at tom brevort that me and you don't really like but besides <laughs> that yeah besides that the idea of this it's starting to remind me of it again because if you are reading dc even if you're not the whole metal and then death medal that's going on. Maybe it wouldn't be so, you know, so over the top and so much of people getting sick of some things. If you just got the regular book of the event, but over there, you're getting a ton of tie-ins. You're getting a ton of books that don't really mean much. You're getting a lot of things that even feel at points at cash grabs, things like that. So the actual book and the actual story is few and far between. Uh, we're already started this event. The problem is we're only just into this event, and I'm already just like, really? I, I got to get back to the King in Black book <laughs> uh, because these tie-ins are not even showing most of what's happening in the story. We, Me and you are talking, Neymar, this week. I said on the Patreon, it, it, it's not even – no, not in it. It's a flashback no. story where there's no symbiote at all. No. Me and Clay talked about the Union book, the Union number one, where you end the book with a cliffhanger, finally get some symbiote things. After recording, I realize and find out that the Union was supposed to be an empire, was canceled, and they repurposed it to shove it into this. By pretty much, in my mind, at the end of that issue, if you read it, changing the Kotati vines into symbiote goo, Boom. We're going to do it. But is, does that make that any sort of way that that's going to be important in the story? If it was
3: from another event repurposed, I mean, no. it
1: can't, it can't yeah, no. matter. It can't.
3: So it's, with, it's the definition of inconsequential right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and so you're going into this and, and here's what we thought. And I know you would have thought this as well. We read King and Black that was on the Patreon. Me and you gave it, I think, a seven. Seven seven five yeah, we said all right. that it was a it was a slower start every I mean saying slower, I mean all oh, the hell hit the fan, right, everything, went, but we knew that Noel was bad, but and then he shows up and he's bad, but uh, everybody's getting defeated, so it kind of ended up almost being so ridiculous of what Noel did that you're just like, okay, but I was looking forward to continuing on with it, but when I hit Union, then I hit Namor today, I read but. Venom, I thought, was going to be important. I thought that this book, obviously Donny Cate's writing, it's the book that started this all up, started going. Then I read this issue, and there's nothing to it. It's actually a recap of things that we saw in the King and Black issue with a tiny little bit more with Dylan that just shows he's an idiot. And then also <laughs> just recap. Of Venom from issue one And on where you go back and I just I don't understand we go back to Rex Strickland when he sent Eddie Out to go and help his friends The whole thing that started the whole no Yeah, Yeah it's yeah him just watching Even when it says a long time ago Yeah it does feel like a long time ago This is when the Noel story started out 30 issues ago and So with this I'm like really like What is going on I thought that this would At least be important but again not having A Chapter 2. Chapter 3. It just means to me that you, you just read the King of Black main book. And then if you want to grab any of these tie ins, you can, I guess. I, I just, they're not seeming like they're even connected very well. I know that when we even had, you know, War of the Realms, where you'd have these side books, and all of a sudden you're like, you realize after a while, like, I really don't need to be reading the Giant Man book. Yeah. Like, I don't or think I'm going to be doing Leo that. Williams' name is Yeah, attached yeah I'm to- not going to be doing that. That was that Giant Man one that we just did. But, I I thought that from the beginning, you have to at least make these books all feel important, so that people will buy fifty plus issues. I'm starting. I'm already feeling bad for the people who just out of the blue, blindly just had everything on their pull list because it it doesn't seem like a lot of this.
3: You can adjust next month.
1: Yeah, some people though are like, "Well, I got the first issue. I might as well go." But that's a lot of issues. But this is Venom number thirty-one written by Donny Cates, art by Iban Coelho, colors by Jesus serbatov, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Uh Venom, 32 seconds. Now, no, the symbiote progenitor and deity has come to Earth, stripped, brock of the symbiote, and unleashed an army of hundreds of thousands of symbiote dragons on an unprepared planet, uh, a planet that, you know, seemed to have enough time to prepare, but didn't prepare right. But you start off a long time ago. Rex Strickland's warehouse As he's like, yep. There's Eddie Brock. We're, we're getting a rec- yeah. He that guy. He was a reporter. He ended up, you know, putting his nose into some things he didn't like. Yeah. When I met him, his mother he didn't died. Even
3: know. His dad's a piece of crap. Yeah, as well you his know. dad had a lot
1: of money, but then there was an accident, all that, and he didn't even know what his symbiote's name was. As he's going through this, and then we're gonna see pretty much an entire issue of Eddie falling off the building. We ended up where are falling because you had null rip the symbiote off of him and throw him like hans gruber down like diehard and this whole issue is going to be him just falling he must be falling for at least three weeks, it seems the the dialogue going yeah. on, the He's actions to catch that are happening. On the way down. Holy moly, it's going on and on and on. As he ends up praying, I'm not much of a religious man anymore. I haven't talked to you in a while, but please, can you just protect my son? You end up seeing the symbiotes going after you know police and and women and Telecom. children. Anything
3: in the air, yeah.
1: You see that our heroes, I mean, even that we saw, you know, Cap getting taken over in King and Black number one, where he was being overtaken. by. But here you just see a panel of it like nothing is any more of anything. You see Wolverine jumping at one of the symbiotes. You see that the whole city is overtaken, which we saw. The big thing we get here is Dylan, who ends up, you know, getting antsy because he doesn't have good reception on his television, even though it looks like he is watching the news. I see it yeah. in the background at first, but he's like, uh, you know, I'm going to call wants Iron the Man. He inside,
3: inside scoop. He, don't, he yeah. don't trust what the news is telling him here.
1: Yeah, fake news, he said. He ends up calling Iron Man, and you have to, who gave you this number? This, keep the signal clear, buddy. Keep the lines free. This is a, oh, Spider-Man, I'm going to get him. And there's, you know, Dylan. Oh, I, I just wanted to see. If everything was okay. Yeah, we're doing our best. Like, all right. Like, what? So then th- that just is there so that Dylan. I mean, really, here's what's happening in this issue. It's all what happened. We have to get away that Noel knows where Dylan is. Plain and simple. He ends up throwing Eddie. Eddie's not going to give up the deal. So he throws it. Uh, and you end up where, maybe in my mind, you could have just gotten that from the symbiote who was there and the symbiote <laughs> that's joining into the hive mind of No. That might be a way to get it. But instead, you have to make Dylan an idiot who he's like, ah, you know, I'm going to end up trying to reach out to get my dad just like Venom Island. Oh, my God. Here we go. Boom. Oh, no, Dylan, don't do that. Noel's going to know where you are. Okay, I'll cut the signal. Probably too late. Boom, boom, boom. He sees his dad getting just destroyed. By No on the TV which Suddenly now has the perfect reception Before he said it's glitchy I can't see anything this isn't fun Oh well now I can see exactly what I need To because he has to see Eddie getting ripped apart and falling for three weeks because he's falling. Yes. Then he decides, okay. Well, at least it'll um, fill and- at
3: least a half hour of airtime on the TV. They, they don't got a plan, you know, <laughs> to interrupt this program.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, actually, it goes over. It's like a football game that goes over into the other. Pro- <laughs> so you end up oh, where. Yeah. 60 I, minutes I, I is guess- interrupted. The yeah, that's what happens. Old. It's the football. You end up having the deal where I guess. You want to show that Eddie is still pretty kick butt without the symbiote. So as he's falling, 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 he ends up pushing off of the the building to launch himself over at a helicopter that then just explodes. I just really, what are we doing here? How long is he going? So then he's there and he's going to fall somewhere. Now he's bashing off of buildings. He's hitting off of fire escapes going down, down, down as he's just, oh, man, this really sucks. I wish I could do it. And then you end up where he is just about to hit into a car like the beginning of Lethal Weapon when the girl (laughs) to be continued. You went through this whole issue, whole issue of him falling and you don't even get an ending to that. This is ridiculous. This is one of those things where I'm still into the King in Black story. In the King of Black, I have now, in my mind, if this Venom book can't be more important than this is... What can be? Donnie Cates is writing this. This is the book it came out of, and that you sit there the and just play around. Yeah. At all. this should be the second most important book in this whole deal, and it may be because the others are bullcrap. The others aren't even involved. <laughs> at least we saw symbiotes and in this one. I mean that that whole deal with Namor. It, it's hey, I'm thinking back when Atlantis had to end up being friends with other kingdom. I'm like, what is going on? And this just like I said. How can you get to – i un, I'm just so mad. I understand a, a month and a half in where you have an issue that might tread some water because you got to get things set up to get – this is the first issue of Venom in the event. You have to do something in each of these number ones to make people understand and realize they are important to the main story, not just do this. And this, while I said Dylan doing what he did, uh, but you don't think that we're going to see that in the King of King Black 2 where, oh, no, Dylan, what did you do? Well, I tried to contact the Hive like I do that. Oh, no. Like, I don't think that you're going to have to ever read the It's just, it's infuriating. Yeah. It is, especially. I'm telling you, once I found out that the Union book was repurposed from Empire, now I'm expecting that Thor tie-in that was canceled. He'll do that. I mean, yeah. what <laughs> We're else? We're going to get all because the canceled the,
3: tie-ins as
1: King and Black this, tie-ins. This is a story that's we've waited so long for. And, and I'll give up uh, credit now. To your man, Nick Spencer, because this whole Kindred thing is another, like, you know, maybe they could have made that, but he only has the regular Spider-Man book and the LR issues. At least you can kind of get through this without 50 issues and spending all this stuff, because this story's lasted as long as Kindred. We just end up giving Nick Spencer a lot of crap for it, because Donny yeah. Cates was pretty good at showing you no, at least. And we got this progression to get here. The Spider-Man and then Spider-Man he releases gets and, more
3: often, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... We're we're here with this and nonsense. Uh, I'm going to give this a 5.5. I do like the art, but uh, most of what I saw I saw already in the beginning of this series, and also in the King and Black issue. I got a little teeny bit more with Dylan, but it wasn't enough for a full issue here. Nonsense. So 5.5 for me. What are you going to give it?
3: Yeah, I'm going to give this the special five because I, you know. It, there's blow i can't wait comics. to see what you uh, give namor holy moly yeah there's below yeah i don't like really many of these issues and <laughs> uh, there's no. bloating comic events and then there's literally just milking a 25 page story with uh somebody falling off a building and not even reaching the conclusion of of what happens as he's falling so i mean this is just everything wrong kind of with with the state of comics at this point in time and it's reiterating things you've already know. If you're here for this event and interested in reading it, and and it doesn't do anything to advance the story, and probably what you thought was a must read issue coming into this whole thing blindly, you know what I'm saying? We did. So, we said. Yeah. We said that this was. I, going I was to confused as to what must read. To follow. Everyone. We we kind of came to the conclusion if it has King and Black on it, that's that's what you read and Venom most likely. And so far, it's not paying off. I don't think. <laughs>
1: Also I I just want to point out because at the back end you do have a checklist again I don't understand why they're not giving you the reading order with chapters and the actual issues but you end up with the checklist in the back and this is the first book it looks like you kind of on the checklist there the second is King and Black Immortal Hulk number one. That didn't come out this week. I guess it was supposed to, but even that then, then King and Black, Namor, number one. So you're already, you know, five issues into the thing. You have a book that didn't come out the week that you have on the checklist. Uh, What else can you do? Uh, this is something <laughs> we we love, Donny Cates. We really do. Some of the, you know, but we're not giving him a free pass on everything he does. And I'm afraid that what people are going to do listening to us talk about this is the idea. This event is fresh; it just started, so people want to be gung ho. Um, again, I'm not saying the event's nonsense. I don't know if it is or not. What I'm saying is, since King and Black, that that seems to be the book. If I I just read that, th- that's going to be. And, yeah, I know. Please, we are. Definitely going to continue reviewing Venom on the podcast because we have. We, we've done Venom all along. Uh, I don't think that I'm going to be doing anything anymore with the Union, Atlantis Attacks, or Namor already. <laughs> the three tie-ins that I've read, I am not continuing with because they're nonsense. So we'll just deal with King and Black and Venom. Like we said at one point, we would anyway. So we'll do that. Yeah. But that's it, Brandon. You're out. You are out. You're in yep, and out. I'm free. Quick enough there. So... Thank you for joining me. You're there. Are you still a little hungover from yesterday? A little celebrating with your bills?
3: Yeah, I, I got to sleep in today because I didn't have to work. So really, did you just being... take
1: off because of yes, that? Did you take off because of Monday night? Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. figured you would. Yeah. I actually thought that last <laughs> night. Like he's he's not gonna be he's not gonna be working. Uh, but yeah, so you yeah, can rest a little and uh, we'll go. But yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, I'm gonna be coming back now with a couple other books. That I actually, at this point, I haven't read uh, Juggernaut and Captain Marvel. I'm hoping I like something this week. I'm hoping that something hits and hits hard. But Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this week has been just treading water and not being as big a thing as I thought. So we'll see. We will see. But I'll be back with that in a moment.
0: Comes Noel, doo, doo, doo. Here comes no do-do-do. Here comes down and I say it's about time. Little darling, I thought he was gonna be the black winter. Little darling, it's been two years and he's still not here. Here comes
1: All right, and I'm back for some bonus coverage where I'm going to go through two books quick like. Uh, they're okay. We're going to be talking Captain Marvel number 24 and Juggernaut number four in a bonus section here that I'm doing at 3 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, all bets are off and sometimes gets a little funky in these parts around this time. So we're going to start with Captain Marvel. Number twenty-four, The New World Part Three, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Lee Garbett, flashback art by Balin Ortega, color art by Antonio Fabella, and letters by VC's Clayton Cowles. In the middle of a mission with War Machine Hazmat and Spider Woman, Captain Marvel was magicked, magicked, I say, away, to the apocalyptic world of the year 2052. There she learned that most of the world's heroes are dead, and those who remain are fighting to survive in New York City. But some of their number have gone missing, kidnapped by a mysterious stranger named Ove. O V Ove. Before Carol could kick his door in and activate his dental plan, Ove sent Luke Cage, who was believed dead, with an eerie invitation to visit his citadel at the New York Public Library. Who wants to go to the library, especially now? I mean, it isn't print dead, flanked by Emma Frost and an army of young heroes, including Brigid, the daughter of Thor. Carol set out for the library, fully prepared for a trap. That sounds like me any time. You know, hey, what are you doing? Going to the library? Watch out for them traps. I mean, what is the trap that you're going to be immersed in the world of fantasy and science fiction there? That's what happened with me I used to love going to the library I used to get all excited about it This is why I had no friends Or maybe it's because I had no friends That I ended up really loving the library So stop it Stop making fun of me, people Instead they found an overly hospitable Ove ruling over what seems to be a paradise on Earth And in any comic book, really If you end up And I actually laughed myself Of where's the story where the heroes go To what appears to be a paradise on Earth And it ends up being that like, they end up, oh, man, I don't believe this. This is too good to be true, but it, it it's true. It's too good to actually be false, maybe. I don't know. I, I've yet to read that story, I think. But you end up having all of these heroes. You have Carol Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodes. You have Johnny Watts, a.k.a. Fuse. Sora, a.k.a. The Wolf. Brigid Thord's Twitter. I'm not good at the Thor talk. Carol Danvers, obviously. Emma Frost and Jerry Drew, a.k.a. The Spider, that is Jessica Drew's son, Jerry, who's in the normal deal right now as a baby. So he's all grown up. He's there and cool, all that. So you have all these characters, and I want to know more about them. Uh, I know about Carol, right? So I don't really need an Emma's now. But some of these, you know, legacy characters, some of these kids of big heroes, I want to know more of. I want to see them do more, and we really don't get that here. What we're going to get is pretty much Carol. And of talking mainly of giving you his origin, and it, it's okay. He's the son of Namor and an Asgardian. As we get through, we'll find out what Asgardian that is. Kind of the twist of this all, um, but pretty much the idea is: this seems too good to be true, and it is. I mean, really, that that's pretty much the this deal. This
0: is all wrong.
1: It is, and they end up going there and like, hey, uh, yeah, we heard that. Uh, Armors here. Can we talk to her? N- not just yet. Oh, okay, that's weird, but we'll we'll let that pass. What's that? You say that the Inhuman Crystal's here. Well, I know Crystal. Uh Can I talk to her? Nah, eh, not just yet. Ooh, okay. Well, that seems kind of odd as well, but we'll go with it as as long as we get to have a nice room and we get to relax. Yes, you can go have a nice rest and relaxation bit in the room where Emma can ring a bell and they'll bring her martinis. Luckily, this is nothing that's happening with Brandon around or he would die of alcohol poisoning within 10 minutes. So that's the case. Or maybe he'd just get a lot of chicken wings. And, and I know him. He'll he'll get the chicken wing sauce in his eye. He should be somebody who's a veteran of this living in Buffalo. But nah, He again, he'll also be drunk. So. Again, like this section, all bets are off. But, see, you have all this going on while Carol goes and has a date, dinner, with Ove. Uh, the setup of it is odd, too, because, you know, like, Ove, oh, I just want to talk to you, Carol. He well, leaves all the rest behind. It's an odd deal, because what ends up happening is Ove really does want Carol, ends up wanting and was one of the reasons, or the reason, that they end up getting magic, as I gave you the air quotes at the beginning in the recap, magic brought her Over into this future deal. Uh, In the meantime, while they are having dinner, of gives that whole background, and it's nice enough. I mean, it's it's the idea that when Earth went down, Atlantis survived. Namor did help the, you know, the surface world, but he could not do anything to stop the destruction. And then. You get the, you know, these underwater sea dwellers, they, they're always there with their nose up in the air about humans destroying the earth. You know, like
0: you? like
1: Greta goes about. Well, Greta warned us. This is the thing. And, and we didn't listen. We didn't listen to that gem of a little girl. And we end up where, hey, you know, the humans went down. It was sad enough until like two weeks later when we realized that there was no longer Trash Island because you jerks are no longer throwing stuff in the ocean. So, really, sayonara, sucker. And so the whole deal goes on. Um, But you're really skirting the issue here of who Ove's mother is, and as Guardian, uh, with a lot of strength. Well, as this goes on, and as the team then, after this dinner, they start snooping, snooping and a-pooping. They are around in a weird way that they're kind of just going all over the place and nobody's stopping and whatnot, they end up finding magic, magic who's tied up, and you end up having Ove using her magic and her abilities and all that to run things, to end up grabbing Carol, bringing all this. Well, we also find out there's a lot more, you know, mutants being controlled, like Luke Cage, we saw before, but really all this is is like this maybe wow moment of, hey, look, everybody's controlled just like you thought they were, and we kind of see the ones that we thought anyway. The big thing when they first came or when Carol first came to this 2052 future, everybody's being attacked by demons, and, like, we think that Ove is magic. Oh, no, she might be controlled. Well, she is, but yet you forgot. See, end up, and even Luke Cage comes out, and you get this big battle for everyone then to stop to now get some trash-talking to reveal who... Ove's mother is, and it's Enchantress, so this is a big deal. And oh, yeah, there's Enchantress. Yes, she is as Guardian. She's got magic. And here we go, and she's going to tech Carol because you know what, Carol? You can't blast magic, can you? No. And they end up capturing Carol. They end up having Luke Cage beat the living crap out of her as well. Um, but then they Hang her up on the wall in what she says Is some sort of ceremony Now when they went to magic right away And they were talking to her as she was tied up She even said like, no, no, get out of here Carol, That he wants you, he needs your power So we kind of knew all this It's a weird paced issue And the whole thing is becoming this At the beginning I was intrigued But then we even had that issue Where they were heading to the library And we had things happen And then it just, the the pacing of this whole You know, arc to me is off and it's kind of being extended in a way that, yeah, I'm not really that interested in it. I want to see how it ends, but I've kind of lost any sort of real investment in this that I would say, oh, man, I got to read this. And because of that, the art's okay. It's nothing that wowed me. It's nice enough. But I'm going to go six five overall for this story. And now I'm going to continue on and finish up. With the last book, which it's another one It's Juggernaut And it's it's okay uh, The problem is it's diminishing returns for me I kind of did dig the first issue as something different But it hasn't been different from that difference In a while to make me really like or be invested in this as well But we'll get into that right now And this is Juggernaut number four In Scalpel to the Soul, written by Fabian Naceza, art by Ron Garney, colors by Matt Miller, and V.C.'s Joe Sabina on letters You don't really get a recap, but you get a little bit of a a mystical talking to A mystic gem, a conduit to an unstoppable wellspring of power If the juggernaut's so powerful, why does he always work in service to others? Hmm, I don't know Manipulated, capitulated, always a pawn, never a player It's funny, he's probably at some points a player, but not a player. He might be a player-hater at one point, too, but that's not for me to judge. I mean, really, uh, you know, one person's uh, rebel is the other freedom fighter. I don't know. Kane Marco won't be taken advantage of. Again, the only thing he's not sure of is who gets hit first. Who ordered the steak this is what he says. I am really tired. <laughs> oh my goodness! And the idea of this juggernaut book was was pretty cool. Fabian says uh, at the beginning, I I thought, well, what are we going to do? I mean, we're just going to have a book where he's unstoppable. I mean, that sounds like a load of... But he he ended up making it more of you know, kind of in the vein of a lot of things today. It it was the. Juggernaut behind the hideously Huge mask and nonsense We were getting the guy The guy who wanted to be You know looked at as maybe Not the the worst thing and, And to be able to atone for some Of the things he did but also seeing him getting back the bands and the Gemma Sidorak there after he ended up losing in the X-Men books a little bit ago, and we saw that deal. Now, with that, he is hooked up with this girl, D-Cell, who's big on the social media. It's annoying. It it really is. There's nothing that has changed with this since the very first panel that she was in. There's no cleverness to it. There's no anything to it. It's not even, you know, maybe some people would even be more furious, but it's not even a social, you know, sort of commentary. It's just this girl keep going on, hey, look at me. I'm D cell and I'm here with Juggernaut and here we go. And then the hey, I'm D cell. Here I am with Juggernaut. Here we go. And it's just, it's nothing. Now, what this issue does, which actually threw me out as well, We're going to get weird references. And it's almost like Fabian says, it's like, all right, I'm writing Juggernaut. But boy, I used to write some of that there. Deadpool. I used to be involved with that. Anybody know that? Because I'm going to throw in pop culture references that are at least 30 years old. And I don't know that anybody's going to get it, including when you end up having the whole deal with, uh, you know, damage incorporated. Also, then, with or damage control with D Cell with Juggernaut going off. To, you know, pretty much Go off and get Arnim Zola, trying to gather my Wits here, Arnim Zola The Nazi mad scientist, and they ended up Where they were fighting quicksand last issue They end up, hey, look at this sand This sand looks like from there Let's go and find out if that's Arnim Zola doing a Prison for pay Everything's like crazy in this To just lead to a bunch of fighting and stuff And really the whole thing with Arnim Zola Is nothing ends up that he's not even the big bad But they end up going there And they're like, okay, uh, Kane, You're going to jump out of the old, uh, you know, helicopter at Three, two And then you end up, well, does he jump at one? Or I mean, are, are we lethal weaponing this here? Who is getting that? I mean, I did, but it didn't make me laugh. It actually was like, yeah, i kind of groaned. Later, we will get a really out of place Pope Fiction reference that really doesn't mean. And that's the thing. When you're going to reference stuff like this and go back to 80s, 90s deal and, you know, have your fun with it, it has to be funny. It's not funny here. It's not at all, and it actually threw me out of the points and just like, okay, well, what the hell are you doing here? But with that, the story is just going to get Aramzola, and he is trying to gather up mutants. He ends up wanting D-Cell, which he does get because you end up having a captured juggernaut in trouble. D-Cell comes to help him out of nowhere. She just jumps out of the helicopter herself to go, and hey, thank God I have these specs on, these shades that have cameras in them that I was giving from Damage Control. I'm like, really? Like, you're going to push that? Please. We don't need any of this. This book now. I, I, and here's the thing I'll be quite honest here. The idea that we were getting a Juggernaut miniseries, I thought, boy, I don't know how we're going to get a Juggernaut miniseries and sustain this because he's just running through. And then you ended up having the first issue. I'm like, okay, I can see where this can go. I can see. It 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 can't sustain it. The story is already over in my mind. I've already checked out in the world before. We have one more issue and you're already treading water for nothing. And so they're there. Now it isn't for nothing. You end up at the end where Arnim Zola is not the big bad. And oh man, we got to find who else is in charge going up the ladder here. But really, do, do we care? Do we care? Arnim Zola is going to grab Diesel So says, I'm not a mutant, but yet she might be or she isn't, whatever. And then even with the trick deal uh, that it looks like we're going to do some brain salad surgery here and we're going to do a little, you know, probing. But all oh, he wanted, even though he's an evil Nazi, he just needed a blood sample and he can ch- just does nothing. It, this whole thing does nothing, though. We do end up seeing that Kane Ends up with the bands of Sidorak, but then ends up also finding the gem of Sidorak that is crushed, but says it still contains power. It was crushed again in Uncanny X Men number 21 in 2016, but they get it and like, oh, it still contains power. He does end up using it, he does end up going before, you know, Sidorak and saying, I'm not your, your guy anymore. I'm not going to take your orders. I don't know if this is because it's crushed that he can do this, but he says, I'm my own man. I'm not going to be kowtowing to anybody but myself. If I'm going to get in trouble, it's going to be for me, and I'm in trouble, but it'll be for me, and I'm going to atone for all this stuff because, uh, you know, I'm a new man, I'm a good guy and all this, and I did like seeing him as a good guy with all that, and D-Cell's okay, but you haven't developed that character at all. At all She seems interesting Especially somebody with deceleration powers Hooking up with Juggernaut there You have done nothing with her She has just been there She is decel She should be treading water Is what she should be called Because we're getting crap And yeah, by the end they end up taking down You know, Arnim And finding out that he's not the You know, be-all, end-all And that he's just collecting mutants and things like that. And they walked in. It's just a bunch of nothing. It really is. And overall with it, I don't really like the art all the way through. It's okay. I guess it fits the deal, but it's nothing exciting. It's nothing that grabs me. Nothing really pops. I think it's also because there is a lot of darker colors with the scratchy pencil heavy art and the shady so yeah I'm not I'm not digging this anymore. I will finish it up. We have another issue, but uh i i I take it I put it as a miss overall where I was kind of excited to see what the deal was, see how we could go with a more human deal and see what's under the mask, like I said, as a joke. But really to see that and I, I like the setup and nothing. Fabian says has done crap. With it sinks, nothing And also, I do want to give you full disclosure I have talked to Fabian Necessa twice on Twitter And he was a real jerk Real jerkwad he was So really, I I don't end up making that bias deal with it But I'm not so, you know, torn up that this book stinks So it does, it's gotten worse each time Diminishing returns I'm giving this a 6 out of 10 and that's it. That's the end. Jerkwad, I told you. And that's the end of the podcast. I'm a jerkwad too, so maybe I should end up loving Faviness as a for then, or maybe I hate him because he's so much like me. He's so much of a jerkwad that he's just like me. But hey, that's it. This jerkwad's going to bed. That's the podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed all the books that we talked about. And if you like them more than us, you like them more, that's great. I-, I actually am very happy if that is the case because I'd rather, you know, whoever's listening, I, I'd rather you enjoy the books in the way they are. It's Sometimes when you review the stuff, it, it makes it a little harder to enjoy stuff after a while just because you're reviewing it. And when you're going through it, you can let a lot of things go by. But when you're reviewing it, you have to kind of point those out. Just remember that, but try to stay positive even if you didn't like them, uh, even if you liked them less than than us. I don't know how that's possible. But, hey, I'll talk to you guys later. But before we go... I want you to check out our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. The WS stands for Weird Science. I don't know if you know that. Go over and follow us. We'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. And, you know, check out some written reviews, news, previews. And also, it'd be awesome to say, you know what? That Jim's recording at 3 a.m. That guy's pretty keen. Peachy keen he is. He's a jerkwad, but he's pretty cool. Uh, Maybe I'll go over and at least check out the Patreon, maybe, maybe not, you know, do the, but check it out because I think if you do check it out over at patreon.com slash bird science, I think that you'll see, we do a lot of work. Most of it. Good. I would think, but there's stuff for everyone. If you like podcasts and I would hope so you're listening to this one and you like this one, which I hope so. Cause you're listening to this one. Uh, we do a lot of other things there as well. Other podcasts, things, Marvel, DC, indie comics, cartoon, podcast, movie podcast, pop culture podcast all sorts of things uh, but remember to on this feed we also have our X-Men and the Star Wars plan. there's just a ton but with that I'll tell you that I said it before at the beginning uh, I'll be back on Friday catching up with X-Factor and Hellions for a bonus kind of bonus it's just a late deal but a bonus X-Men podcast and on Saturday night Me and Matt will be talking about Star Wars number nine. And then when Monday comes around, we have the start of a new week. We'll have our regularly scheduled X-Men podcast where me and Robin will talk about Sword number one and Marauders number 16. So a lot coming up, a lot on this feed, but you can check out our Patreon as well. But thanks, everybody. I'm going to go to bed after I have a glass of almond milk. I'm allowed to have that on the Whole30, so I'm going to go drink that. Go to bed and talk to you later.